Welcome to the podcast, Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today. This second Saturday in Advent, the 16th of December, in the year of our Lord, 2023, in the time of Christmas. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 149, Psalm 61, Isaiah chapter 32, verses 1 through 20, Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, and paragraphs 129 through 140 of part 1 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the 149th Psalm. Praise the Lord! Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his Maker, let the children of Zion rejoice in their King. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people, he adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly exult in glory, let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats, and two-edged swords in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations, and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains, and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written, This is honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 61st Psalm. Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you, when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So will I ever sing praises to your name, as I perform my vows day after day. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, and we will be reading the 32nd chapter, verses 1 through 20. Behold, a king will reign in righteousness, and princes will rule in justice. Each will be like a hiding place from the wind, a shelter from the storm, like streams of water in a dry place, like the shade of a great rock in a weary land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be closed, and the ears of those who hear will give attention. The heart of the hasty will understand and know, and the tongue of the stammerers will hasten to speak distinctly. The fool will no more be called noble, 
nor the scoundrel said to be honorable. For the fool speaks folly, and his heart is busy with iniquity, to practice ungodliness, to utter error concerning the Lord, to leave the craving of the hungry unsatisfied, and to deprive the thirsty of drink. As for the scoundrel, his devices are evil, he plans wicked schemes, to ruin the poor with lying words, even when the plea of the needy is right. But he who is noble plans noble things, and on noble things he stands. Rise up, you women who are at ease, hear my voice. You complacent daughters, give ear to my speech. In little more than a year you will shudder, you complacent women, for the grape harvest fails, the fruit harvest will not come. Tremble, you women who are at ease, shudder, you complacent ones. Strip and make yourselves bare, and tie sackcloth around your waist. Beat your breast for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine, for the soil of my people, growing up in thorns and briars. Yes, for all the joyous houses in the exultant city. For the palace is forsaken, the populous city deserted. The hill and the watchtower will become dens forever, a joy of wild donkeys, a pasture of flocks. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is deemed a forest. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness abide in the fruitful field, and the effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness, and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places, and it will hail when the forest falls down, and the city will be utterly laid low. Happy are you who sow beside all waters, who let the feet of the ox and the donkey range free. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Revelation, and we will be reading the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 11. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne, and he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God, and before the throne there was as it were a sea of glass like crystal, and around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne, 
and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 1, paragraphs 129 through 140. God knows very well this perverseness of the world. Therefore, he admonishes and urges by commandments that everyone consider what his parents have done for him. Each child will discover that he has from them a body and life. He has been fed and reared, when otherwise he would have perished a hundred times in his own filth. Therefore, this is a true and good saying of old and wise people. To God, to parents, and to teachers, we can never offer enough thanks and compensation. The person who thinks about and considers this will give all honor to his parents, without force, and bear them up on his hands, as those through whom God has done him all good. Over and above this, Another great reason that should move us more to obey this commandment is that God attaches to it a temporal promise, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. From this you can see for yourself how serious God is about this commandment. He not only declares that it is well-pleasing to him and that he has joy and delight in it, but he also declares that it shall prosper us and promote our highest good, so that we may have a pleasant and agreeable life furnished with every good thing. Therefore St. Paul also greatly emphasizes the same promise, and rejoices in it, when he says that this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land, Ephesians 6, 2-3. Although the rest of the commandments have promises in them, none is so plainly and clearly stated. Here, then, you have learned the fruit and the reward, that whoever keeps this commandment shall have happy days fortune, and prosperity. On the other hand, you also have learned the punishment, that whoever is disobedient shall perish sooner and never enjoy life. For to have long life in the sense of the Scriptures is not only to become old, but to have everything that belongs to long life, health, wife, children, livelihood, peace, good government, and so on. Without these things, this life can neither be enjoyed in cheerfulness nor long endure. If, therefore, you will not obey father and mother, and submit to their discipline, then obey the hangman. If you will not obey him, then submit to the skeleton man, that is, death. For God will insist on this in some. If you obey him, offering love and service, he will reward you abundantly with all good. If you offend him, he will send upon you both death and the hangman. Where do so many rogues come from, that must daily be hanged, beheaded, and broken upon the wheel? Do they not come from disobedience to parents, because they will not submit to discipline in kindness? By God's punishment, they cause us to behold their misfortune and grief. For it seldom happens that such perverse people die a natural or timely death. But the godly and obedient have this blessing. They live long in pleasant quietness, and see their children's children, as said above, to the third and fourth generation. Experience teaches that where there are honorable old families who do well and have many children, they certainly owe their origin to the fact that some of them 
were brought up well and were full of regard for their parents. On the other hand, it is written of the wicked, May his posterity be cut off, may his name be blotted out in the second generation. Psalm 109.13 Therefore, note well how great a thing in God's sight obedience is. He values it so highly, is so highly pleased with it, and rewards it richly. He also enforces punishment rigorously on those who act against it. All this I say, that it may be well impressed upon the young. No one believes how necessary this commandment is, although it has not been valued and taught under the papacy up to this point. These are simple and easy words, and everybody thought he knew them before. Therefore, people pass by them lightly, crave other things, and do not see and believe that God is so greatly offended if these words are disregarded. They do not see that a person does a work so well-pleasing and precious if he follows them. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or tasks set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.